Welcome into Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He's delivering the baseball winners for you today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, football is almost back in the room. How you doing? Bum, 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 bum. Football is back i know you said almost back it's back tater it's back if the betting lines are out and the games are less than 24 hours away football season is back the week zero matchup is literally the dog water team like the most dog water teams in the country though i love it like i'm here for it like the the headlining game is ohio versus san diego state that's the one everyone's tuning in for the ohio bobcats versus san diego state that's a step above maction on a tuesday or a wednesday night See, that's almost what it's all about, though. Like They, they want to throw those terrible matchups at you in Week 0, and they know they're going to get millions of people to watch them. And then when Week 1 starts, that's where the real fun is. Yeah, that that Ohio versus San Diego State game. Originally, I, like last night, I said I was on San Diego State on Visa, and now I'm like, I'm torn because all the sharp money's on Ohio. So I'm a little scared of that one. I'm not bringing that one up on the show. I still got to reconsider my logic there. But anyways, we got college football picks. I got college football picks. Grant's got baseball picks. We're running the whole gamut today for you guys. So if you don't press that subscribe button, if you don't smash that subscribe button right now, I don't know what you're doing. It's a Friday. Be happy. Smash the subscribe button. If you don't want to win, there's a door right behind me and you can walk out it right now. I love that energy, Tanner. I absolutely love that. Tanner, we've been all in since day one on this show. To everybody that has joined our community, we appreciate you. You guys are clearly all in, but there are a couple of you that uh, that aren't. So you got to make your decision. Are you riding with us or are you not? If you're not, get out. We don't want you here. If you don't want to smash that subscribe button for the pick. If the people, the people don't want the picks, the people need the picks, and we're here to deliver the picks right now on a Friday morning. Grant, give me your first one. Okay, you're handling college football, like you said. I'm going to hold down the baseball card for us. I'm going to take the under of eight and a half runs in the Blue Jays-Guardians matchup to kick off this Friday. On the mound in this one is going to be Tanner Bibby, who's 9-3 and three with a 301 ERA and a 121 whip. Taking on Chris Bassett of the Blue Jays, who's 12-6 and six with a 392 ERA and a 121 whip. Now, you look at Bibby, he's been really good as of late. 263 ERA this month, 178 ERA last month. And he just played the Blue Jays two weeks ago. He had a seven-inning shutout in that game. Bassett, he's been not quite as good as Bibby, but still very good. 332 this month, 382 last month, and he's also got a 283 ERA at home, this game being played in Toronto. You look at these teams scoring over the last month, the output has been very low. The Blue Jays are 21st, the Guardians are 29th, so they are both bottom 10 in scoring. And I know this isn't how you calculate over-unders, but if you add up their average runs per game, you get to 7.5, the line's at 8.5. Again, that doesn't solely determine the over-under, but it does give us an indication of how well they have been scoring. And then on top of that, the bullpens are good. The Guardians are 10th in bullpen ERA over the last month. The Blue Jays are second so we've got good pitchers good relievers the offenses have been trending under and then also just the way the Blue Jays are we talk about it all the time they're one of the most wasteful teams in the league they get a lot of guys and and runners in scoring position but then they never convert them and the Guardians struggle to get anybody on base so I love the under here this might be my favorite play of the day and I just did it first yeah it's a good play here I think the Guardians are not going to hit the ball that well the Blue Jays might hit a little bit it's not going to be enough to get this game over the total if only one team hits except that was my logic yesterday I thought the Red Sox and Astros would go under and the Astros scored one run the Red Sox put up like 17 so 
Hopefully it works out for you, Grant, today. My first pick right here, this game's all about America, even though we're playing in Ireland. This is two American teams, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the overrated Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Navy Midshipmen. New season for Navy, new head coach, Brian Newberry. He was the D.C. last year. Navy's expected to run triple options still, but there are going to be some wrinkles thrown to the offense. Nobody knows what those wrinkles are, neither does Notre Dame. So I like the team total for the Fighting Irish, not team total Fighting Irish, team total for the midshipmen to go over 13 and a half points here. This this bet's good because in the sense of you can't cover in garbage time if you're getting blown out. So if Navy does get blown off the field here, I'm more confident in their team total of 13 and a half because they can score in the fourth quarter if they're down by 40 points. If they're competitive, they're still going to hit this 13 and a half. They're going to have to. So I think there's multiple ways to hit this. And in the end of the day, it's only two touchdowns. Last year, Navy faced Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat them by three points, 35-32. They escaped. This game's in Ireland. It's a brand new season. It's the first game of the year. There's a lot of unknowns coming into this one. I do think Navy can put up 13 and a half points. Another thing, Notre Dame's front seven is absolute trash. And we're going to see that throughout the year. I don't know if we'll see it in this game, but we're going to see it throughout the season when they start playing competitive teams. Navy, Navy has grit. All these service academies, they play with grit. Even if they're not the best teams out there, they, they have real grit. I do love your point about you can't you might not be able to cover in garbage time if you're getting smoked, but you are probably going to score a touchdown, and that would lead the game to go over. I think that is very astute. Um, and so I actually love your pick because of that. I said on the last show that I wrote a preview. I had to pick against the spread, and my pick was, the, was Navy plus 20 and a half. Forgive me if the line has moved in the last couple of days. But I think I like your pick more. I think that's really good. I love that. I mean, I like 20 and a half. Like, it's up to 21 in some places. I like it all. I Give me the midshipman. 35-32 last year. Game in Ireland. We know it's going to be close. Sam Hartman, are you that guy? I don't know. When you go to Notre Dame, you probably won't be because they kill quarterbacks there. So give me Navy 13 and a half. I love that. My second play here. I'm going to go ahead and get us back on the diamond. I'm going to take the New York Mets. Now, you can take them on the money line for fair value. It's just about minus 115. But you know what? The Mets are awful. And you don't get a chance to do this very often. So I'm going to take the Mets run line, just about plus 150, plus 155 in certain spots, depending on where you're looking. I really think the Mets are going to win, and they're going to win big against the Los Angeles Angels. On the mound in this one is going to be Kodai Senga of the Mets. He's 10-6 and six with a 319 ERA and a 125 whip. Going against Patrick Sandoval, who's 6-10 and 10 with a 408 ERA and a 145 whip. Now, Senga is the definition of consistency. It's his first year, but in 11 straight starts, he has not allowed more than three earned runs. He's got a 328 ERA this month. Matter of fact, Tanner, uh, I should have done this before, but let me just pull up his... his game log so i can tell you what he's been up to lately because the numbers um again it just goes back to consistency with this guy this month a 328 era last month a 193 era the month before that a 371 the month before that a 279 all of those you know easily under four averaging out to the high twos low threes again just the model of consistency and then patrick sandoval is the opposite he's not been that good this year again a 145 lip got a 474 era in this month alone now the angels have scored fewer runs than everybody in the league over the last two weeks and they're like right near the bottom over the last month and i also just think that yes shohei otani might play in this game we don't know at the time we're recording it but he tore his UCL. I know other players like Bryce Harper have played through similar similar injuries. 
but you can't convince me he's not going to be in some level of discomfort, even if he only does play the DH role. He's dinged up. Mike Trout just went back to the aisle. The Angels were not a good team to begin with. They're actually really bad on the road. The Mets have a winning record at home despite having a terrible season. I just think the Angels' morale is going to be so low coming off that Shohei injury. Shohei is half, if not more, of that team's offense by himself. He's banged up. Kodai Senga is really good. Um, and the Mets have actually covered in eight of their last 11 games. This is my final thing here. Covered in eight of their last 11 games. The Angels in just six of their last 21. Mets plus, minus one and a half, not plus one and a half. Minus one and a half for plus 150 odds. I love that for a plus money pick. I do like it. It's hard to bet on the Mets, but Kodai Senga at home is an absolute stud. Um, Shohei Otani probably plays tonight. If he does, he's going to be in discomfort. Honestly, he probably should just get surgery and get ready for next season because he's not going to be able to pitch for this. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but I don't mind the pick, Grant. I like it. I wouldn't bet on the Angels here. This is, so the Shohei thing, I, I understand the or I respect the competitive integrity to want to get out there. You know, at the end of the day, all these athletes, you know, Tanner, we were the ones there, you and I. We were just it started as little kids. Like we just played because we like, you know, whatever it was. You play football, like we just love the game. And so I can respect Shohei doing that, but he's on his way to making over half a billion dollars in the offseason. We know how great of a batter he is. We don't need any further convincing of that. And over the last three seasons, he's got a 280-something ERA. So we know how good of a pitcher he is. Just get to surgery, rest up, make sure you're 100% at the start of next season. It's, it's tough advice to take because nobody wants to go missing the next nine months of action or whatever, but I think that's what Shohei should do. He's not proven anything by coming back, and the Angels have no playoff hopes. It doesn't really make any sense to come back. If he was going to be with the Angels next year, like if he was under contract, they would probably shut him down for the season. But, you know, he's going for the home run record. So we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, Grant, back to football here. Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. This game could be a massacre. Last year was a massacre. Vanderbilt should be freaking incarcerated for what they did to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors last season in Hawaii on the Big Island. I know Hawaii is going through some stuff. And you know what? That's sad. But bottom line here, Vanderbilt's <laughs> – no, Vanderbilt. No, it's sad. It is sad. It's going to be on their mind. But Vanderbilt's better football team. I'm I'm betting the betting the line. Grant, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Just like you know what? It's sad. <laughs> it, is sad. it is sad. I'm not saying it's not sad, but I'm saying Vanderbilt's probably going to whoop that ass. Like Vanderbilt's a better football team here. Um, this is the SEC. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blow as last year. They won by 53 points last season. I don't think we're going to get to that level this year. I am saying, though, that Vanderbilt's going to do some damage in this one. A.J. Swan's going to play quarterback. Vanderbilt's got their top three receivers back. That's going to be huge for them. They are replacing some guys on defense. Vandy wasn't great in the secondary last season, but, you know, Hawaii also didn't do anything against them last year. Hawaii's going to run the run-and-shoot offense. Their quarterback, Braden Shager, should have a tough time, though. Again, Vanderbilt up front is, you know, beast-like, especially against a team like Hawaii. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Schrager, and this game is going to go in favor of Vanderbilt, minus the 17 and a half points. It's, they're going to win by 20, 28. Yeah, when you see games like this, I know we want to talk about, you know, this team's got this star quarterback or these receivers. The DBs can't cover the receivers. In my opinion, these matchups kind of – you can tell when it's really lopsided by looking in the trenches. And, I mean, that Vandy D line is going to be really good. Um, but, you know, it's just – Taylor, you played offensive line. Like, if, if you – if your quarterback doesn't have a backbone or a structure in front of him, he can't do anything. And I think we're just going to see that. I think it's going to be men against boys. I love Vanderbilt to get a big win here as well. Also, when you see like 17 and a half, like bookmakers trying to pull you to the dog there, you know, 
So, I mean, because realistically, if this, you know, they, they're not going to bump to 18. Like, if it was 20, you probably might look towards Hawaii a little more. But, like, at 17 and a half, it's like, hmm, they want me to take Hawaii here. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take Vandy at home. Even though Vandy Vandy Stadium, have you seen that? Have you seen all the – Has it been finished yet? No, it's like the Ben zone's like a construction zone. Yeah, I, I saw it was under construction. When's their first home game? Is it next week, maybe? No, they're at Vandy here. Oh, oh! I thought you said the game was in Hawaii. Last year it was in Hawaii when they beat. Wait, so how are they playing without a stadium? They have a stadium. It's just like it's not finished in the back. Like they're adding, they're adding, they were adding a bunch of stuff like a courtyard and a locker room complex, all that stuff in the back. They don't have that anymore. Well, I mean, I'm I'm guessing they probably wanted to have that ready by opening week, so that's probably not the best look for them. They don't don't care about football, Vanderbilt, Grant. Hey, you just took them. You can't be betting, talking bad about your boys. No, it's SEC football. I mean, it's like JV SEC. Like, the, the best video of all time is, like, I think it was after Hawaii win. Look, you know the video I'm talking about, right? Which for, one? For the Vanderbilt with the linebackers. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. we're going to show Bama. Bama's next. And then Jalen Hurts would, like, interview. Like, yeah, technically we are next on their schedule. And they'd be on, like, 63 to 10 on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty famous video. I've definitely seen that. Uh, we'll get back to college football in just a second, but I got to give you my final pick here. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays money line versus the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees here. Now, that alone would maybe put, give some hesitance to some people, but hasn't quite been the same lately. His numbers for the year, 10-4 and four with a 303 ERA and a 107 whip. Maybe the best pitcher in baseball, depending on who you ask, but he does have a 525 ERA this month. He's had two good starts, two bad starts. I can't blame him for starting to check out of this season. He's been asked to kind of single-handedly prop up this team, especially ever since Aaron Judge went down with that injury. And although Judge is back, did just hit three home runs in a game, hasn't led to anything major with the Yankees. They've lost 10 of their last 11 games. Uh, Cole's going against Zach Eflin of the Rays, who's 13-7 and with a 3.58 ERA and a 103 whip. 103 whip, really good. He's got a 3.27 ERA this month. He had one bad start, but he did shut out the Yankees in six innings at the start of the month, and that was, of course, on the road. Now he's getting to meet them back in his home stadium, where his ERA is better. The team plays a lot better. The Rays are 43-22 and at home. The Yankees are 25 and 33 on the road. The Rays offense also has come soaring back. They just scored 18 runs the other day. Uh, they're fifth in scoring over the last month, first in scoring over the last two weeks. Yankees are close to the bottom for both of them. The only thing that you can look to for the Yankees here, if it's not Cole, because, you know, Eflin's been up to the challenge. The Yankees do have a better bullpen than the Rays right now. You can say pro- part of that probably due to the injuries the Rays have sustained, but it is what it is. So we're looking for runs early. I think the Rays can be able to provide that. This is looking like something like a, a four to two, four to one game, something like that, in my opinion. I would also play the under, but I'm more confident in the Rays money line. So that's my pick. I got Nerfy in this one, a raise money line. Good play. Garrett Cole's checked out. And he has to, he can only give up like one run. Like if he gives up two runs, there's a chance he's going to get a loss. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not just a chance. Like that has, that. that's what's been happening. If he gives up one, two runs, the, the Yankees lose. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, not a good time to be a Yankees fan. The Yankees are, it's amazing how bad the Yankees have been and fallen off. It's terrible. They got to figure it out. Anyways, last pick here. This, uh, this one, absolutely love it. USC team total over 48 and a half. I know it's a lot of points. They're going against San Jose State. They should be able to put the ball in the end zone seven times. Lost some receivers last year like Jordan Addison, but they still have Caleb Williams. I don't see Williams on the field too long in this game. I think he's going to be out there about a half. He's not going to be. He's not going to need to be out there much longer. Um, last year, if you look back, I think they beat Rice by 53 points to start the season. They scored 60-something in that game. 
he only threw two touchdown passes, really only threw for like a couple hundred yards. Like he was not on the field that long. So it doesn't matter though if it's USC's backups or UFC starters in this game. I'm going to go with the team total 48 and a half because, again, I don't have to worry about garbage time. I just have to worry about USC putting the ball in the end zone. So if the defense gives up points and, you know, they win by because they're 30 and a half point favorites. If they're, you know, if they're up by 35 and then the defense gives up a touchdown in garbage time, 28, I don't cover. So I'm going to look towards the team total here. I think USC 50 something points in this game. I think that's a smart play to go with the team total, not the spread, because we have high expectations for USC. A lot of people putting them in the college football playoff, myself included. But if they're going to do that, they're going to have to rebuild the defense. They they were not that good last season. They were good in some metrics, but not great in others. They brought in a lot of guys in the transfer portal. You think that those problems are going to be solved, but you don't quite know. And on top of that, this is really a preseason game for USC. They can put the worst guys on the roster out there. They'll win by double digits. So I think the team total, not the spread, I think that is a sharp play. Yeah, I mean, the backups will still score on this team. I mean, seven touchdowns. They were scoring consistently 50-plus points against teams in the Pac-12 last year. So if they can do it there, they're going to do it against San Jose State. Not worried here. Caleb Williams show incoming. Yeah, and by the way, is uh, only I think it's only one person has ever won the Heisman two times in their college career. You think Caleb Williams can do it this year? No, he hasn't been done since '75. Archie, Archie Griffin, Archie Griffin, right? Griffin in '75, yeah, '75, '76, or '74, '75. Um, no, I don't think so. It's not on my side. I think there's a lot of other really good quarterbacks in the country this year, so it should be a little harder. He's the first pick in the draft automatically, but I don't. I got to go with uh, if, if Tim Tebow. Didn't win the Heisman twice or back to back. Never twice. No, twice, right? They never, nobody's ever won twice, have they? No, Archie won it. Archie's the only one who's won it twice. Okay. So if Tim Tebow didn't do it, and I think Tim Tebow's the greatest college quarterback of all time, I'm not going to say Caleb Williams is going to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, like there it happened. It feels like every year it's like, how did this guy not win two years in a row? Like Lamar Jackson had a better year the year after he won the Heisman, he didn't win it. Bryce Young had a better year after the year after he won the Heisman, he didn't win it. Like it happens all the time. Um, I think Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. Like you said, no doubt, not even a question, number one pick in the draft. But I I, I would be out on him. The the thing is, I don't know who I would be out on him for. Like looking at the top of the board, I just pulled up the odds. Jaden Daniels, um, you know, is LSU going to be that good? And he's got to get some his numbers are better, make his numbers better. Quinn Ewers, same things. Cade Klubnick, how's he going to do in his first season starting? Jordan Travis, is Florida State going to live to the hype? Michael Penix Jr., is Washington going to be good enough for them him to win? Like, I don't love any of these candidates, but I I, I still don't think Williams is going to do it two years in a row. It's just it's voter fatigue. It's the institution. It just doesn't happen. I like Sam Hartman too for Notre Dame. I, so I I wrote him down too. I said this is if I'm looking for like guys outside that top five, Sam Hartman's Sam Hartman's right at the top of my list. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. You know they they've Kyle McCord's got to be able to get him the football, but if he does that enough, I mean you can put up like close to two thousand yards receiving. And we just saw Devonte Smith win it a couple of years ago, so wide receiver could win it. Yeah, definitely, it's open. But I, I do like Sam Hartman. Just. The only, I mean, he's 24, 23, 23, 24 years old. Like that, that does something right there too. Um, so he's locked in. He is locked in. Just like you guys are going to be locked in. If you have hit that subscribe button, if you haven't, then just go ahead and get on out of here because we don't want you here. We want the people that are fully locked in with the channel. NFL season just around the corner. Football is back. Tanner delivering the awesome college football picks and Tanner, it's only right. Why don't you get us on out of here and into the weekend? 
Week zero is here. The dog water teams in the country are battling it out. Ohio versus San Diego State Saturday night football on CBS Sports Network. Should be a good one, Grant. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. We got the picks every day coming in hot for you. And we'll see you next time for another episode.